When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're at the, the formal press conference to announce Joe Fournier versus KSI. Is that the right way round? I don't know, because I'm interviewing you. Is that the right way round, or is it KSI Fournier? Well, the fact that KSI owns everything in this building uh, probably should be KSI Joe Fournier. But after I knock him out, I'll just own Misfits and probably Prime as well. And I'm surprised his name isn't back there. <laughs> well, Prime's there, so there we go. Um, I think every time kind of KSI is in the ring with someone, everyone's intrigued because it seems there is a different angle on the opponent. But with you, there genuinely is a different angle with the opponent. You've had into double figures of professional fights. Mm -hmm. um, you've been sparring top elite athletes yeah. for the last however many years. So this is a question for... KSI. I know I don't want to tailor it around it being you, the opponent, but yeah. I suppose we can and kind of accept that. You've got to pay the bills, Coogan. You've got to pay the bills, mate. I get it. <laughs> You've got to pay the bills. No, I mean, I genuinely believe, I, you know, it happened to me, right? When I, like, fought the O2 in 2016, I started really feeling myself. I thought, you know what? I can beat the likes of, like, you know, the real big guys. Yeah, I really, I remember I offered Callum Smith a jet, didn't I? Uh, I said, Callum, you can have my golf stream if you fight me. I mean, it was my fourth professional fight. Looking back now, probably glad he didn't take the fight. <laughs> Would have lost the jet. But, uh, or maybe not, let's see. But I think that's where they're at. I think he's won a few fights and they thought, ah, oh, K-Size the truth. And I think they're going to see the truth on May 13th. I think he's going to get battered. Like, I'm really going to batter him. Like, I, I, I can't see... Like, he's explosive. Don't get me wrong, right? He ain't shit. Like, anyone that says he's shit is wrong because to knock a man out, not many people can knock another man out, like, with gloves on, right? So he did knock out that guy, FaZe, who had had several MMA fights, right? And I know boxing and MMA, but he ain't a boxer either. So generally, just on grit, determination, as a tough dude, he's tough enough. He went in, knocked the guy out. You know the guys at London Shoot Fires. They ain't no mugs. They train Derek. They train David, they, uh, MVP. So... They're obviously putting them in with some handy guys too. But it's a whole different game when you're going to get in the ring with me. And I just think that they've just, they just think I've literally been in a pub for two and a half years in Mexico, just drinking tequila, shagging birds. Because that's the only thing I can think. Just, I'm a, they must think I'm a full geriatric now. That I just don't know what I'm doing anymore. Because I don't know how they've given me all these advantages. Like, I'm bigger than him. I'm more experienced than him. I'm like... They gave me eight weeks' notice. I haven't even started training because I've got so much time on my hands. It's like, and they really think he just beat me, just square up, just going to bat me. I'm, he's telling me he's going to knock me out. If David Hay could have knocked me out, how the fuck is he going to knock me out? <laughs> what is going on? He's drinking too much of that prime juice, baby. <laughs>
I mean, let's talk about a little bit of perception. Obviously, I've known you, Joe, for a very long time, and we've been friends for a very long time. And I think, like, there there is two sides to you. On, on the on the the outside front, um, you've obviously got more money than God, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. I'll say just for the tax reasons. Yeah. But you've you've got a perception of people that kind of look at your lifestyle, etc. How you've maybe you give what people sometimes they want to see. Yeah. Sometimes the other stuff we don't get to see. Yeah. But from the other side. Um, from a boxing perspective, we know that, I'm not saying that you've had, or the career as a professional boxer that you would have kind of hoped for when you, before you had your first fight, yeah. but you, to a relative degree, compared to a lot of people, that has, boxing has been a part of your life. And I Absolutely. think this is why I'm very interested to see someone with the, the amount of fights you've had in professional. People can argue about the, the level of opponents yeah. and, and everything else, but, I'm very interested to see how this plays out because of that reason. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, people ask me, why am I taking this fight? And the reality is, I'm not hardly making any dough, right, to be honest with you. So, like, I'm losing money, actually, compared to what I'd be making doing my real job, right? But what boxing did for me, and this is why I've stayed around boxing, and this is like why we've always stayed mates, and you know the other side of me, not the Instagram Joe Fournier, you know, prowling on jets, birds, yachts, the whole thing. The real Joe is actually, I'd like to inspire others, because at 30, when I turned pro, I was fat as hell. I was walking around at 135 kilos, fat, depressed, making loads of dough, but miserable. Like shagging birds, looking down, thinking she doesn't want to be here, right? And then boxing made me go charity boxing, where I started, and white collar boxing, and unlicensed boxing, and now Look, I never walked around high, higher than 95 kilos ever again. Boxing changed, like, you were talking about mental health. I've seen all your podcasts are amazing about mental health. And it's true. When you're at the top, there is pressure, whether you're at the top of the bank, you're top of the, uh, as a boxer or a footballer, whatever it is. So boxing for me is always what humbles me. I walk into Fifth Street Gym. Those guys don't give a shit. They get in the ring with me. They have a point to prove every time. And that was what humbles me, and that's what keeps me there. So now if I can inspire a kid, go, look, in 10 years, right, from starting at 30 to now 40, and I've managed to fight David Hay with Donald Trump commentating, right? On pay-per-view. I fought, you know, four pay-per-views. Now I fight KSI at Wembley. I fought the O2 Arena. What can you do at 16? You know, that kind of knives down, gloves up mentality. When if you can, and if I could do it, you could do it. And I think why I'm fighting KSI is there's a lot of youth around this guy. There's a lot of people that look up to him and he inspires a lot of people, right? So for the better, generally. And I would like to help with that inspiration of the youth and give back kind of thing. And that's really why I'm taking this fight is it just makes my platform so much bigger to inspire others to do well. Because when I was at school in Hounslow, I was a dishwasher in a curry house. I was fighting on the streets every day. And the only people that inspired me, I had no dad, he left my mum when she was pregnant, was my PE teachers. That's the only, that's the thing that got me out of Hounslow unscathed was just my piece. Like, oh, you're good at sport. No, I don't go out there. Don't drink. I oh, don't smoke weed. Don't do this. So now, if, now with social media, you can inspire thousands, hundreds of thousands. They could only inspire the school kids in the school. So that's actually really why I do this stuff. And I enjoy it. It's fun. What else would I be doing now? Do you know what I mean? It's not like I've got to go to work. <laughs> People are going to love that comment. I've always said about, um, especially KSI, and I'll include... Jake Paul witness as well. These guys are actually, over the last few years, are training with elite uh, coaches and it, every, everyone in the team is professionally based within boxing to a certain degree. So just because it's KSI, because his background, or even Jake Paul, because their backgrounds predominantly don't come from boxing, yeah. I think that's what they're being judged on. Because if they weren't and they were just regular guys in the gym and they were 
introduced to the world as a prospect, blah, blah, they wouldn't be getting this stick. We know this, but we know it doesn't, the world doesn't work like that. Right. But with KSI, and I'll include Jake Paul in that, these guys, to a high level, are taking this sport of boxing, in my opinion, seriously. All right, let me ask you a question, okay? And this is one thing that really pisses me off about boxing fans, right? And, like, we don't, uh, we don't allow classism, Right, we don't want classism in England. We want everyone to be equal, right? Like we're kind of a democracy. You agree? We don't really want racism, right? right we don't yeah. want any. We don't want any separation. We don't want genderism. We we want everything to be equal and everything to be fair. That is what England is about. Are we agreed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the general idea. That's the general it doesn't idea. always work like that, Correct. but okay. So why in boxing is there like elitist boxing people and like? A computer gamer can't do it. You know those guys? You know how many fat kids they've inspired to get off the sofa, not have heart disease and type 2 diabetes by 25, and now might have gone down to a boxing gym and changed their life rather than commit suicide at 21 because all they did was look at a TV screen? You're trying to tell me these guys are doing bad because they're bringing a bigger community to do a sport we all love. I want a boxer. I want an Olympian. I wish I was. But is that, like, wrong? That they're, they're, Are they hurting anyone by doing it? They're just doing their best. So, like, I respect KSI. I respect what Jake Paul's doing. Because guess what? KSI, even though he's my opponent, if you look at Misfits, he's brought all his mates in on it. They're now they're all getting in shape. They've all probably stopped drinking for a month or two at a time. He's brought all these different people from all these different backgrounds that maybe didn't have a huge career growing up. And now they've got a career. Now they've got these fights. They've got three fight deals, four fight deals. Look at Anthony Taylor. He was a forgotten about guy. Right, like a middle middle of the road MMA fighter. Now nah, he's got a lease of life. That guy probably could have gone into depression. He could have gone into drugs. He could have done anything. He could have gone into crime. They're helping people, man. And Jake Paul's putting people on. You know, the biggest payday of Anderson Silva's career was fighting Jake Paul. And guess what? When they are ready, which is what they should be doing, Jake Paul thought he was ready for a Tommy Fury. They take the fight. And KSI thinks that he's ready for me, and he's I'm taking a fight. And at the end of the day, who else would I be fighting? So how can I say it's wrong what they're doing? Was Dimitri Bivo or Canelo going to call out, Joey, matey, oh, come fight for the world title? No, they wouldn't. Because there'd be a million people in between. That would have never happened. Whereas these guys are willing to have the balls and take the risk. So if in everything we do in life, we want it to be equal and fair, why are boxing purists not equal to just happy that other people are boxing? It's so sad. I think, well, look, just to add on from what you're saying, I think when we go back to KSI and Logan Paul 2, which was in 2019 back in LA, right? That card was headlined by them, rightfully, because they were the draw on the card, right? Uh, for design. Now, underneath that card, you had Devin Haney, who's now undisputed champion, Billy Joe Saunders, who's a former two-weight world champion, Absolutely. on the undercard, right? So I think sometimes that was, uh, at that time... The whole using influencer boxing and professional boxing on the same card was a question mark, even though they were licensed by the uh, the relevant relevant people. Right. So now with Misfits, it's a separate thing, completely to professional boxing. In it's in its own league, which I agree with. It should be if it's going to happen, it should be in its own league. So it's almost a case of hang on a minute. If you don't want to watch Devin Haney and Billy Joe Saunders, or do want to watch him, watch him. If you don't, if you want to watch his stuff, watch it. If yeah. you don't want to watch it, but everyone watches it exactly. and everyone talks about it's it. It's a good scrap. It's a good fight. Do you remember when everyone used to watch Test Match cricket? I haven't watched a Test in years. 
right? And that's like cricket purists. But things evolve, things move on. And crossover boxing is what people want to see. And why I think this is going to break pay-per-view records for Misfits, the fight against Miz, people want to see these guys tested against real fighters, right? And I think this is the thing. You're going to see more and more pro fighters jumping onto Misfits because they want to see the, the difference of the levels. Unfortunately, it's going to be the first and last for KSI because he's going to be twitching on the floor after I knock him out. <laughs> so, uh, May 13th. May 13th, Wembley Arena. Uh, yeah. No, two things I want to say is, number one, when you know Michael Buffer is the commentator, you know you've made it, right? I think he did my fight against David. But when Coogan Cassius is interviewing you himself, not one of the other guys you know is big time, baby, shows up, blue face sky dweller, not messing around, baby. Here he is, single, back on the market, ladies. If you're watching this, hit up Coogan. He's loaded. Right? He's the richest guy in media at the moment. He's basically the Blavotnik of the world in boxing. And uh, he's ready to go. There was only one thing accurate in that. <laughs> Maybe that was the watch. Maybe that was the watch. The rest of it, subjective, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but Joe, yeah, you're not coming in to play games. And no, in your opinion, yeah, you're going to come to do a job on KSI. I'm, I'm, setting, I'm trying to set up a super fight with either Jake Paul, Logan Paul after this. So... There's, uh, I'm torn, to be honest. The truth is I'm torn. I really want to get some rounds in because I haven't had any rounds in two years. And that was against David, you know, back in 2021. So I really want to kind of like get my feet under me a little bit because, you know, sparring and being in the ring is different. But I just think he's so erratic that he's going to just walk onto something. And he, I'm just too heavy-handed and I'm just going to end up knocking him out. And I hope it's not early because I really want to get my lungs going and I really want to have a bit of a scrap with him and put on some entertainment because... You know, at the end of the day, that's what we're doing here. It's entertainment, you know. But I think, unfortunately, he tries to be the nightmare, but he's going to end up a wet dream. <laughs> you talk about super fights there. I mean, you, this is a super fight, you and Kasai. I mean, you yeah. talk about Logan Ball, Jake Paul, et cetera, but this is in that yeah. same bracket, surely. No, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm just trying to take all three out. And then it's done, isn't it? Then I own Misfits, take over Prime. And then, uh, and then what do we do next? What do we do after that? Retire again for the fourth time. <laughs> this press conference is going to be very interesting today. Um, okay, well, Joe, listen, appreciate your time as always. L looking forward to May 13th. Uh, yeah, this Misfit stuff is like, we don't know what's going on with it today. When they put that post out about the triple threat, I don't know if you saw that, they put uh, on April Fool's. But I read it first thing in the morning. They said there was going to be a triple threat match coming in America soon, and I didn't clock it was a thingy, so I actually fell for that. You know, like I own nightclubs in Tulum, in Mykonos, in Sardinia. I'm opening Mexico City. I'm opening in Madrid, right? All this, like, I'm opening two this year. Like, it's talking like hundreds of million in business, right? You think I, I know what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I literally just show up, put on sunglasses, I land, take off in the jet, go off. I'm literally going straight back to, I'm literally going straight back to my hotel in Lisbon this afternoon. So I don't know anything that's going on. Unless it involves your name. Unless it involves my name, yeah. But I don't even have Twitter. People are like you're trending on Twitter. I was like, I haven't had Twitter in 15 years. Do you know what I mean? I just post funny shit on Instagram just for banter. Yeah. What is your training team for this? I'm going to start training when I go back now. I took four weeks. I took four weeks thinking about training. And now when I when I'm fly back Sunday, Monday, back to Miami after work started, and I'll train once a day right. until the fight. And who's actually training you? Dino Spencer, Fifth yeah. Street Gym. Yeah. yeah, Dino's going to come. We're going to have him in my corner. And yeah, I sparred actually Fresa Quendo the other day on his 50th birthday. That was a good spar. We had a good scrap. He's still good, you know. 
heavy-handed bastard. Yeah, he gave me a little shiner, actually. It was a good spar. And then, yeah, just, just hard trying to find sparring partners that are, like, similar to these guys, you know, because he kind of goes, he's all weird, isn't he? I'm sure he's going to catch you with something stupid, but, you know, I don't think it'll do much. Not that long to find out. Uh, Joseph Fournier, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Much appreciate your time. Have you got anything else you'd like to say? I'm just looking at your... Green face, baby. Green, Green for face. money. Daytona. <laughs> Is that the McGregor? Is that what they call the McGregor now? I don't know. We'll call it the Fournier now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got uh, anything else you want to add? No, just tune in, guys. It's going to be a big fight. It's going to be a great fight. And thanks for your support. Like The boxing purists, I'm not going to let you down. Don't worry. Joe Fournier, thank you very much. We'll catch up with you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.